Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, friends. I'm Laura, and welcome to my podcast, Her Journey Towards Change. This is a faith-based life coaching podcast for women who, like me, are on a journey to live the best life possible. And then something happens. Something unforeseen and everything changes. Life feels foreign and you feel stuck. And it's difficult to move forward. And reaching out can be hard, right? Believe me, I know. If this is you, this podcast is for you. I don't claim to have all the answers, but I know who does. God wants more for us, for you and for me. You were created to live your best life. So I hope you will go on this journey with me to a more positive perspective and take those hard steps together through her journey towards change. Together, let's break through the barriers which are holding us back from achieving what God has called us to be. So let's go, and I hope you will go on this journey with me. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to Her Journey Towards Change Life Coaching Podcast, and I am Laura, your host, and I'm so glad that you are here today. Today is September the 14th of 2023, and we are almost into the fall season, um, nine days away until my favorite season is here. Fall is my favorite, and I'll tell you why. I I just love the beauty of it. I love the colors. I love the way it makes me feel. I love the scent. I love, I love the fashion of fall. I love everything about it, the bonfires, the football, um, the boots, the scarves, the you name it. There's nothing about fall that I don't like. I think that uh, fall can show how beautiful it can be to let things go and go through a struggle. And then you start fresh with a new beginning. And I, and I love the way that God made the four seasons that everyone that ends, they have a struggle in the big, in the middle of each, and then they start fresh and new. And I think that that is so beautiful for us to be able to do that as well. Because anytime we can go through a struggle, we learn from it, we let go of something, it becomes dull and sometimes dead, and then we can move through it and start over. And something beautiful comes out of that. And <clears throat> that requires growth. And I think 
fall teaches us how to go through that struggle and grow. And then there's something beautiful about releasing. So that's the reason I love fall. I'm not sure if that even makes sense, but there you go. That's the reason that fall has always been, and I think always will be my favorite season. So today's episode is number 94, and I'm calling it seven reasons why emotions should not control your decisions. Seven reasons why emotions should not control your decisions. And if you're like me, you might sometimes allow emotions to control your decisions for, for many reasons. I think emotions are uh, fundamental for, they're, they're fundamental for a part of who we are. It's who God made us. It's part of who God made us. And I think it's important to recognize that emotions are a natural and essential part of life. And while they, yes, can sometimes lead to biased or irrational decisions, they can also provide valuable insights and motivation. And I think developing healthy emotions and learning to balance them with rational thinking can help make more informed and balanced decisions. So I also believe, though, that letting emotions control your decisions can sometimes lead to impulsive or irrational choices. Yep, they can. And I think um, here are seven reasons why it's important not to let emotions dominate your decision-making. And I know there are probably way more than seven, but these are the seven that I'm learning through, that I've learned from my mistakes, and these are the ones that I'm more aware of. And number one, it's impulsivity. And let me explain that. I think that emotional decisions can lead to impulsive actions without even considering the long-term consequences or um, the different alternative solutions that we may have. Um, For instance, when you're feeling stressed or upset, you might make impulsive purchases to temporarily feel better. Has anyone ever done that? These emotional spending decisions can, I I think, can lead to financial regrets when you realize you've overspent or bought something you didn't really need. Or how about during a heated argument, letting anger or frustration control your responses, I think, can lead to impulsive and hurtful words or actions. And man, this one digs deep for me. Um, guilty as charged for that one. I think these emotional outbursts can damage relationships and I think it can have long lasting consequences. So that number one is a, a big one to me. Uh, number two, bias. And what I mean by that is I think emotions can cloud judgment and lead to bias thinking, making it difficult to objectively evaluate a situation. Um, For instance, many of us, the majority of us, are on social media. We make posts, we comment, and I think bias and emotions often influence what people post. And I think that when you comment on social media platforms, there can be a bias. 
emotions like anger or frustration, I think can lead to people um, making offensive remarks without even considering the consequences of what can happen. And I think bias can also shape the content people engage with or share when they're on social media. And I think this can lead to polarized discussions. And I think it can, it's a lack of constructive dialogue on, on, a, on important um, topics and issues. And I think it can be driven by emotional reactions and biases. So um, that one, I think, is also very important. And number three, um, one of the reasons why emotions should not control your decisions is its inaccuracy. I think that, let's say, um, I think that strong emotions can distort your perception of reality. And I think it can cause you to misinterpret information or make inaccurate assumptions. And that's just how it is. It That's so true. I've been there, done that. For instance, during emotional family disputes or conflicts, we may, we may uh, recall past events with um, very significant inaccuracies, and that will cause emotions like anger and resentment or sadness to color our memory in leading to distorted recollections of what actually happened. And I think these emotional um, decisions and how we remember events can contribute to ongoing family conflicts and misunderstandings, and it makes it challenging to resolve these disputes. So that's a big one as well. Number four, I think it causes regret. And I mean, decisions driven solely by emotions may result in regret later when you realize they were not well thought out. For example, um, emotional decisions can cause regret because they often don't involve thorough evaluation for different options. Um, I I think that when emotions drive decision-making, individuals may not explore different possibilities or consider the possible benefits of different choices. So they make these decisions, and um, in time, if, if subsequently they may regret it, and not taking the time to make a more informed decision with a broader perspective. And I think emotions are often transient. In making decisions based on fleeting emotions can lead to regret when these emotions change. For example, deciding to end a relationship in the middle of a heated argument. That can be very regrettable, especially when later your emotions are calmer and you return to um, more manageable um, emotions, and then you realize the decision was made impulsively and without considering the overall relationship. And I think this highlights how emotional decisions can fail to account for the long-term impact of our choices. And that's a big one. Number five, um, being unpredictable. I think emotions can be fleeting and changeable. So 
Relying on them for decisions may lead to inconsistent choices. Um, Choices, I can't talk today. Emotions, I think, are highly personal and subjective. And when what one person feels intensely about may not affect someone else the same way. And it can lead to unpredictable things that will be said or happen in a group setting or when uh, multiple individuals are involved in a decision-making process and they may not share the same emotional reactions or priorities. And I can see this happening a lot maybe at work. Um, Maybe at work or when you're working on a project together with others or in a in, in church, even, when you're working together closely with other people in a group at church. So I think that one um, is also very important. Number six, conflict in relationships. I think that emotion-driven decisions can, it can definitely strain relationships as they may be based on anger or jealousy or resentment rather than mutual understanding. Um, Like I said before, in the heat of um, an emotional moment, I think we may be able to become impulsive in decision making, and we hurt people's feelings. And these emotionally driven outbursts can lead to damage in the relationship, and it can um, damage the trust And it can cause scarring and hard for the relationship to heal. And I think it also emotionally based decisions, particularly those stemming from jealousy and insecurity, can hinder relationships. Um, These emotional reactions can strain trust and lead to conflict within the relationship. And over time, unchecked jealousy and insecurity can create an unhealthy dynamic that hinders the growth and stability of the relationship. So conflict in relationships is another one of why you should not let your emotions control your decisions. And the last one, but not the least, is number seven, missed opportunities. I think making decisions purely based on emotions may cause you to overlook valuable opportunities or neglect important responsibilities. And for instance, like choosing a career, Um, a person might decide to follow a a career path that their family expects or um, emotionally pressures them to do, even if it doesn't align with their personal interests. Um, This emotionally driven decision to prioritize family Um, Family expectations over personal goals, I think, can lead to missed opportunities for fulfilling your own talents and your own passions of what you want for a career. And that happens many times, I think, more than what we more than what we want to talk about, maybe. And then later um, in life, um, people wish that they had chosen a different career. And sometimes that happens when you start out in college and you think you're going to major in one thing and uh, you realize, no, I don't want to do that. And you end up majoring in something else. And um, it's all based on, you know, some of your emotions when you're going into college. 
Um, I think while emotions provide valuable insights, it's crucial to balance them with rational thinking. And I think it uh, to consider the bigger picture when making the significant changes that you want to make. And, you know, I'm hoping that these seven were able to, these seven points were able to be helpful for you. And, you know, I hope that, I think that if we trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, which comes from the Bible, Proverbs 3, 5, I think that is something that we need to take to heart. It says, trust in the Lord with your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And then Jeremiah 17, 9, um, I've never seen this passage before. In any of the times that I've opened my Bible or read, I've just never noticed the scripture. And it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I mean, I don't think I've ever read this verse before. I'll read it again. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? And that is so, so to the point. You can't understand it. The only one that can really understand our heart is God. And I think our hearts and emotions can not be trusted for one important reason. Our emotions are always changing and never the same. And feelings are inconsistent because we're flawed people. We're flawed. That's just who we are. And when we're flawed, our emotions can be flawed. So our emotions cannot be trusted when we're making important decisions. But you know what? God is always the same. He's never changing. God is unchanging in his character, he's unchanging in his will, and he is unchanging in his promises. And I am hoping that this has been helpful for you, and I'm really hoping that some of it or any of it or all of it has resonated with you. And if you want to follow any more of my encouraging words, you can follow me on Instagram at Laura Conrad. Uh, life coach or at herjourneytowardschange.com, um, my website, or you can find me on Facebook at Her Journey Towards Change Life Coaching. And if you think that this episode was encouraging and you would like to talk about life changes for the positive in your future, you can reach me at Laura at Laura Conrad Christian Life Coach.com. That's my email. Or my number is 865-281-1281. And I'm so glad that you were here today. And I'm so, so glad that um, God has given me this opportunity to be able to share this message. And until next time, talk soon. <music>